0: This week's guest is Alfonso Esquillas, who joins us from Long Beach, California. Alfonso got his start in the industry over a decade ago when he started working at a small Mexican restaurant named Taco Surf in Seal Beach, California. Back in early 2021, Alfonso started getting into craft cocktails at home, started buying books and bottles, and this led him down the path of a never-ending hobby. In the summer of 2021, Alfonso launched his mobile bar business, Drinks with Fons LLC, and is enjoying a successful run. Make sure you check him out online at drinkswithfons.com and on Instagram at drinks.with.fons, or check the show notes for all the links. Also, we're taking a week or two off to enjoy the summer, so we'll be back in a few weeks. Enjoy the show.
1: Okay, we're back with another episode of the Industry Podcast. I am your host, Kip Saunders. This is the producer extraordinaire, Dan Serretta. What is happening with you?
0: Well, you know, same nonsense as always. Just uh, hanging out, complaining about stuff that's inconsequential in life, and enjoy the nice weather. Well, by the time our fans
1: have been lis- will be listening to this, you and I will both be coming back from trips that may kill us.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. So and uh, where are you going off to this? I
1: week? will be, by the time you hear this, Olive uh, hopefully returns from Tales of the Cocktail in New Orleans uh, with an attacked liver in theory. And you will start to hearing some of the interviews that I've done while I'm down there. We've already made a few connections with that. The lovely and talented Elena Antor will be joining us with some for some of that. She'll be down there. And I got a DM the other day that the amazing Aubrey Slater is going to be there. So, oh, that's, nice. so that should be fun.
0: From St. Luna Moonshine.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so you can go back into our archives and listen to her episodes. It's it was a two-parter and it's banana.
0: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it'll be interesting to connect with her. Yeah, so and you will be coming back from?
0: Amsterdam. Right, good luck. Yes, thank you. <laughs> this is, it's actually a work trip, so the last half, well, the last two-thirds of the trip are work-related. You're never going to see that half. No, that's true. I'm flying in by myself for a couple of days, so trouble could clearly getting by myself. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the best I can say. Good luck. Yes. Okay, well, uh, we should mention uh, that if you are in town and you're listening, there's a new in town being Kitchener Waterloo, Ontario. Of course, that's you're gonna want to hit up Sugar Run Bar. Um, We have a bunch of events coming up there. Sugar Run is a speakeasy in downtown Kitchener. We have a new weekly comedy night, stand-up comedy from professional comics from all over Ontario and the rest of the country. That's every Wednesday night at Sugar Run. In addition, we have Blues Fest coming up August 6th and 7th or 5th and 6th, whatever the Friday, Saturday is that week. Yes. Um, so you should check that out uh, and also a potential another brown man show coming up okay. as well brown man and lee if you missed any of those and then there's babylon sisters in uptown waterloo every friday night we have dj bain spinning r&b and we have new hours we are open sunday in the daytime now with sangria specials so you'll want to check that out Wednesday to Saturday, wednesday to sunday at both spots So, check those bars out and
0: do me a favor. (laughs) Yeah. And always check the show notes for all the links if you want to keep up to date on everything. So, I'll have links to the Instagram pages for all the people we talk about today. Okay.
1: If you enjoy the show, then you should really help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. That helps tremendously. Just pump a five star review. Honestly, just hit tap that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. And in in it, just say, Kip's a piece of shit. I hated the sound of his fucking voice. I'll still be happy if you hit the five stars.
0: I've been sending those emails and reviews in on a weekly basis. I know, but it can't
1: can't just be you. (laughs) (laughs) In addition, if you'd like to be a guest on the show or if you'd like to offer sponsorship, uh, the best way to get a hold of us is to DM us at The Industry Podcast on Instagram or you can email us, info at The Industry Podcast. Dot club C L U B. Zach Hanna does the artwork for our Instagram page. Zach Hanna is a wonderfully human being, and he's an amazing artist. So if you like what you see on our page, you should hit him up at zachhanna.co and see what he can do to help you out in, with your graphic arts needs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it with us. Yep. Again, stay tuned to some of the interviews that are going to be coming up, live remote interviews from the 20th anniversary of Tales of the Cocktail, if I make it. And f- without further ado, we have... Alfonso Esquivias, he is joining us from Los Angeles, correct? Long
2: Beach. Long Beach. Long Beach. Close to Los Angeles, yeah. Oh uh,
1: yeah, I should because. have asked you that before we started recording. Yeah. But I'm a little out of it. We're, we're, we're recording a little earlier, so Alfonso can still make it to work, and I don't think my brain's turned all the way on yet.
0: It well, <laughs> hasn't happened in 48 years. Why, would it start now? why, why now? Why start now? <laughs> Thanks Close for listening. That's to
2: LA. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Thanks far. for having me, guys. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks, thanks for joining the this. show.
0: Yeah, appreciate it.
1: So let's uh, let's talk about Long Beach in general. Well, no, let's actually let's just back it up a little further and talk about how you first got into the service industry and where that was.
2: Sweet. So my first job at like service industry was at a restaurant, Mexican restaurant called Taco Surf. I actually started off as a as a host and then moved up to food runner, expo uh, server. You know, did all that. I never wanted to bartend ever because I didn't want to deal with anybody. And yeah, I just I was like, no, I don't want to deal with anybody. Like you know, people feel. I always felt people felt entitled at the bar top, and I was like, I don't want to deal with that. So, and oh, then,
1: I, I just, not to interrupt you, but just I'd like to flesh that out a little bit. So, because yeah. we have lots of people who've worked in the back house in the front of house, and I've it's always been my contention that people who gravitate towards like the kitchen in the back of the house, it's because they really don't want the the social aspect that goes with it, and so. Like at what point did you decide that you you felt like you could you could deal with the people who are actually in the restaurant because that because that's the big that's really the big difference in the service industry the, between the people who tend to go back a house or front of house It's like what do you want to deal with the fucking guests?
2: I, I think they decided for me oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because uh,
2: they just tell me hey uh, you know uh, I don't remember exactly what happened but I, I think it was that our bartender for the morning shifts had an emergency was gone for about a week. And they're like, well, you're the only one that can be there. You know, you're just serving and you're just learning how to make a couple of drinks because it wasn't like anything crafty. This was back in 2011. So it was pretty, pretty easy. Uh, Everything was, you know, simple vodka, soda, stuff like that. And they just kind of like progressed to doing it more and more. And then that restaurant closed down. They got bought out. It closed down and I moved into a restaurant called where I'm at now is called Mama's Comfort Food and Cocktails. And then that's where uh, I Kind of just stuck as a bartender after all, and but I still even then I really really didn't enjoy it or like it. It was until uh, the pandemic that I really you know how we all picked up hobbies, yeah. And and I really started getting into it, making a cocktail for my wife at home, and you know just trying to make it nicer and better, kind of just to impress her or whoever came over. Right. And then it all leads to you know you look up for books and we all picked up you know, death and company, yeah, uh, the book. And then you just are like, oh wow, they, these guys are crazy. It's kind of cool. And then it just led to that and you know, buying bottles, as you guys know, you know, it's never ending. You buy one liqueur, you buy one tomorrow, and then you're, you back over here with over a hundred bottles at home. So that's just kind of how it has began. And then that led to an opportunity to do a event for a, pri- a private event, you know, a house party. And, uh, a friend of mine introduced me to that, that That it's actually a whole business for him. I kind of just decided to go that route and it has been a very successful year so far. Again, I get nice. hyped. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of what I'm trying to push towards. I'm still working at a restaurant. It's a very fast like volume place. Not as crafty as I would like, but it, it, whatever pays the bills.
1: And you're sort of getting your creative juices going through the your new business where you're doing the private event. So you kind of have both worlds right now trying to build up the, the new business where you get to do what you really want to be doing. Meanwhile, you're still making good money at a fast paced bar. So that's kind of the perfect scenario in the interim until your business gets like fully self-dependent.
2: Yeah, definitely. I've established a good relationship with where I'm at. And, uh, you know, they respect like not a lot of bartenders could tell me, you know, yeah, I can't work Saturdays or, right. yeah, or or night or Saturday nights or, you know, so they they respect that, and then all I do is just request a. A lot of people book their events way ahead of time, so I can request it through an app. Like, hey, I'm not gonna be available this week, and they they just uh, respect that, and they they work with me. Nice, oh,
0: nice. Uh, going back to that restaurant, uh, I do like the name, Mama's Comfort Food and Cocktails. Got a pretty good idea where you'd be getting there. What, What kind of food are they serving for the most part, then?
2: Well, so, nothing yeah. healthy for sure of <laughs> <laughs> deep fry and cheese, I'm guessing. Yeah, a lot of deep fry. You know, first one that comes to mind is called loaded biscuit skillet You know, three Ooh. biscuits smothered in gravy, fried chicken on top of it, eggs. Jesus it's Christ. like, yeah, it's like a heart- it's some of our yeah heart attack. So some of our uh, items on the menu have like a little. I'm gonna call it an emoji because I can't think of anything else. And it's like a heart uh, heartbreak. You know, oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, like that. So,
0: yeah.
2: Not the healthiest, but it's really good.
1: So when people coming to that restaurant, like you said, they're not maybe ordering the sort of craft cocktail drinks, but what, what kind of drinks are you mostly making there?
2: A super basic stuff. I even tell yeah. them, like, it, it's super basic that I don't even think it should be on the menu. And like if anyone were to listen to this, they know I'll tell them. Like, we have a, the Moscow Mule, a margarita, Cadillac margarita, just a Mai Tai, you know, stuff that if you order it, a bartender should know. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the menu. But it works for them, you know, and um, I do try to give input and they do take it into consideration. But, you know, they are the owners and sure. they, they do what they, they
1: Everything want. I know about bar owners is their pieces of shit, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
0: that 100%.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you thought about, like, pitching them, like, sort of a a, a list of your own craft cocktails that maybe... They could like because, and I'm just saying this because what would work with me is if you came to me and pitched me, like, okay, this is a list. Why don't we run this list as a feature for the weekend, see how it does? And if it makes you guys a lot of money, then all of a sudden we might have a new list. Have you thought about doing something like that?
2: I, I've thought about it and I'm getting uh, closer to, to uh, you know, you, it's nervous. It's a little nervous to yeah, come at sure. them. And because, you know, I, I'm just uh, an employee, I, I've never managed a bar or any of that. Right, so it's kind of like uh, you know, it's a little a little nervous, but I do want to talk to my general manager, and yeah. I do kind of have a plan. Like, hey, you know, give me three cocktails to put on the menu. Let's see how they do for for you know. Yeah, the, just even the run it two at, months.
1: Even run it as a feature for one weekend and see how it does. If you have like a, I, it sounds like a type of place that has regulars. So if they come in and all of a sudden there's new shit to drink, like I don't know. I'm just telling you from my angle as one of those pieces of shit who owns bars <laughs> that. Uh, like, if somebody came to me with that, I would welcome it. Like, as long as yeah. the drinks come correct, right? Like, you, I'm sure they'd want to try them. But, like, yeah, anyway, it's just an idea. But let's talk about what you've been doing with your own business then, with doing these private events. How did... You obviously said you started reading up a lot and trying a lot of stuff during the the plague lockdowns, because what else are you going to do? <laughs> and um, <laughs> so what made you decide... Like, was it just one party that you booked that made you decide, fuck, maybe I can just do this? Or... Um, or had you already sort of had the plan before you booked that first party?
2: So uh, one thing I forgot to mention, I backing up a little bit how I started, I, you know how everything's on Instagram now. Right. So I started, uh, I used to be a personal trainer and I would post a lot about the cocktails I was making at home and drinking. And it just kind of like I realized it didn't go with it, you know, personal training and alcohol. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I just, that's the, uh, that's
1: the rumor. <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> so I, 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 started a new page of just alcohol and that's what's called, I call the drinks with fawns. And uh, so that kind of led to me making cocktails, people asking about it. And then Long Beach, uh, well, you know, everyone has a mayor and a buddy of mine where I worked at, he knew the mayor of, of Long Beach and he was looking for a bartender for his 4th of July party. So my first party I did was for the mayor of the city I live in. So oh, that nice. was pretty cool. Wow. And and that was instantly like, uh, you know, people in the city were like, oh, this is cool. You know, so they started recommending me and oh, they just cool. kind of like, it, it kind of took off. It took off faster than I thought it would. Mm. I thought it was going to be one one gig a month or so. And it's been, uh I think, in July, July 4th was a year and I have been booked over 50 times and throughout for the sure. year. Yeah, so it's uh, almost weekly or sometimes uh, I've had my brother work an event for me as well I trained him to bartend for me and uh, we worked together and then they took him as a bartender after I trained him no, so I was huh? like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, damn, now I can't use you
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing though, so that's yeah. pretty rapid growth, now are there a lot of other people or, or and or, or companies doing the same thing you're doing in Long Beach or do you feel like you're so you're sort of standing alone or was it or like what but obviously working for the mayor and like your first event obviously helped spread the word about you. Do you think that that was just good fortune or is there not as many of you or what like what do you attribute your success to?
2: That particular one was good fortune. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the gym I was working at, his personal trainer was the owner of the gym. So ah, he connected you. me through there. But everything else is um. I don't. I think there's a fair amount in Long Beach. There's a lot more than I thought there was mobile bartenders before I even searched it up. There's like right. a lot of it, and there's a lot of need for it. Now I think there's just enough business for everyone, and everyone has been very uh friendly. Like my friend, uh, his name is Victor. He has his own business, and he actually just shared all his knowledge to me. Like he was not, you know, it, he didn't see me as competition. He just wanted he kind of like supported me and told me do this do that uh, this is what's going to happen this is how i do it and just kind of like really really guided me
1: that's good it's good to have that kind of support and it's also like we this comes up constantly on this show because it's something i believe in like to, to my core which is that it's not competition like we should all be working together to build a community if if more people know about mobile bartenders then they're more likely to use one than to try and... Like, I think if, I, if I'm if i a wealthy person having a party, why wouldn't I want someone to come and do that shit for me? Right? Like, why do I yeah. want to do it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And the, I feel like part of, um, like you said, supporting each other would benefit uh, everyone a lot more because one of the problems I find, you know, giving a quote is people think you're going to show up and do it for $25 an hour. Right. And why would I do that if I could show up to my bar and not take anything yeah, on a Saturday night and make... Three hundred bucks an hour, um, six, you know, five hours. Why would I right. do it for anything less than that? When right. I have to take my mobile bar, got to take all the ice, all the mixers. I got to make you a menu, and I'm like, why would I do it for that amount? Oh and yeah. Hall, the thing is, hauling the ice—that's one thing I never yeah. thought about with that.
1: Hauling the ice is a pain. Yeah. Now, so. <laughs>
0: oh
2: shit. And you got to keep it. You got to keep it. You know, cold. Uh, <laughs> cold. Yeah. yeah. So the coolers do the job. They uh, coolers work great, but. It's a pain for 50 guests. I take at least 110 pounds of ice. You know, and I don't. Clients or sometimes customers, are, they don't really think about it. They're like, oh, we could do that. You know, we'll grab the ice, and then it's just ice ice bags that have been laying there for some are in the cooler with the open cooler, and it's all like melted <laughs> yeah. almost.
1: Yeah, or they get yeah. like. Three little tiny bags of ice, and I mean, that, that ought to fucking do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that was yeah. one of my first events. They told me I'll provide everything, and I show up, and there was three twenty-pound uh, bags of ice. Okay, so like, that's yeah. So <laughs>
1: that's interesting, actually. If if that happens in the future, have you now put together a list of like, okay, this is what's necessary for me to and to to or and like to enact the party, or so if you're saying you're taking care of us. This is what I need. Have you got like a sort of writer almost now?
2: Yeah. So now, before you know, when as a, when you're starting a business, you kind of just want business. Sure. So you kind of take whatever the people would be like. Okay. I don't provide alcohol ever. So that's no. the thing. I'll, right. Sure. I, I, that's by law. I can't provide alcohol. Uh-huh. So okay. Cal- by California, there are some states that allow you to get a license for it, but it's oh like a special occasion permit and you know, yeah. uh,
0: all that crap. Okay, yep. yeah, 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 Man, but not I in
2: like California because everything is hard in California.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's the
1: same yeah. in Canada. Yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. bet. Well, especially specifically in Ontario, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 There's rules for everything.
2: So now I uh, I sent them a, you know template quote of everything I include, which is everything needed except the alcohol. Now before people would be like, you know, if, if I provide all this, will you do it for less? And I, I would take the job and there was always stuff missing or there was like, they think, uh, something is, uh, they don't really need it. And you're just like, well, I do need it. Or
1: that's why I put it on the list. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So now I just, I just had an inquiry like two weeks ago that there was a, a gentleman that said, you know, we'll provide everything. And then I thought about it and I was like, no you know what I don't want to show up to that because I don't know what I'm showing up to so honestly I it's fine I know I could if I'm not gonna get hired I know I could show up at my job and you know just maybe make a little bit less than I would there but I'm just showing up
1: but just working a shift yeah yeah Yeah. well and I think that that's smart because like we've all been there like Dan and I used to both DJ and it's like you show up and they go we got everything you need to plug in and start and then you get there and like there's no bass in the one speaker mm. and they don't they haven't they have a have t- two turntables but the one doesn't have a yeah. stylus. Like so and it's and then you just panic mode, right? Like you planned yeah. your whole evening about around doing this and then you gotta go on the fly and just make the best of it. And who nobody's blaming the host of the party. Like if it, something goes wrong. Like if you if you can't make the drinks that you wanted to make or or don't have enough ice that to, to enact your cocktail list. Then who they're not the guests aren't coming to the people who host the party. They're going to be like, look at this fucking shit bartending service. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and then a lot of the times uh, the the host they have no bartending experience, so they don't know what to expect. Because right. or they'll say, you know, we have a we have a setup, and I mean, I'm sure you guys have a specific way you like certain things, mm-hmm. or you would like it. And then if if you're going to work through it, you want it to be the way you want it, or to have your tools or everything your way. So that's kind of like. Now I'm a little more selective and now it's just like, all right, I provide everything or I just, you know, I won't take that job, which is right. fine with me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And how do you find the guests at these parties in general? Are you getting all different kinds of parties or is it mostly like sort of what people are super well
2: off? Kind of everything, a little yeah. in between. I, I find my prices are kind of in the middle. There's like the really like luxury end that they kind of call themselves the luxury bartenders. And I'm kind of in the middle, so not like uh, cheap, not expensive, just kind of like a a safe ground, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy with that for now. Obviously, we all want to be in the in the high end of service.
1: Uh, Yeah, sure, but there's something about serving like middle class people, right? Like it's the parties are probably more fun. And, you know, and it's like, and yeah. I don't know, like you can, I think it opens your world a little bit more to doing different kinds of drinks as well.
2: Yeah. Uh Sometimes uh, one cool thing about these events is that they name the drinks and the names are always hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, like
2: Especially <laughs> for whatever it is. Some people get really uh creative and wild with it. And I'm fine with it as long as it's not like, you know, disrespecting anyone or anything. Right, it's yeah. it is pretty funny.
1: So but you, so wait, you like you you make the cocktail and then you say you guys can name this cocktail for the night? Is that how it works?
2: Yeah, so most of the time the cocktails they choose are pretty um, you know, one spirit because the crafter they are, the more they have to spend on the drinks. And for the most part then or sometimes they have they buy the liqueur and you guys know some liqueurs are only used a quarter of an ounce, half an ounce. Yeah, yeah. So and sometimes you won't make those, you know, one bottle half an ounce. That's fifty drinks you only make like 15 drinks maybe. Right. So most of the time, the drinks are uh, margaritas, different type of margaritas, some sort of uh, Moscow meals in almost every single one, old fashions, stuff like that. And then they name them whatever they want. And that, that's kind of cool. And then other ways that I like kind of upsell them on is uh, old-fashioned ice cubes. I'll, I'll purchase them from a company called Penny Pound Ice. I don't know if you guys know Not them. Not in Canada, no. But, but we, have,
1: we have companies like that where they'll deliver like the, the, the big yeah. cubes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And people love it because, uh, you know, they just love those big cubes for everything.
1: Well, I fucking love them. They're yeah, me literally too. the perfect way to drink. <laughs> yeah. like you, you get yeah. a cold drink without diluting it. It's perfect. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe give us a funny story about like a party you worked where where either something hilarious happened or there was like a total asshole, something in that range.
2: I don't, I don't get too many assholes because I'm, I'm kind of an asshole back, man. I don't let. I don't let. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, don't let the, I I told myself part of going back to it, I didn't want to the uh, because people feel entitled. I yeah. if I'm back there, I'm entitled as well. If you're gonna be an asshole to me, right. so no. But uh, I was at a, I was at a mansion. It was a job we had for some people that owned a wine company from like I think uh, what is it the Netherlands? Because I remember them talking Ooh. about that. Yeah. Anyways, they were in um, Laguna Beach for a, like a annual celebration or something like that and the uh, server so the caterers were walking with a with a big cake and they dropped it in the pool like in the pool just in front of everybody man literally in front of the bar the cake in the pool and then you just see the caterer come and say that's that's a uh, that was like a fifteen thousand dollar drop of cake that that just cost oh, us. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, for all the cleaning and th- this house was a mansion. It was like we walked half a mile to get from the loading sort area to the oh. setup. Mm. It was insane. Yeah, and you could just see uh, the the people were so rich they laughed at it. They didn't care the guests. Yeah, you know? right. They're like we they didn't even care about the cake. They kind of laughed and they just like wow. Well. You
1: know. uh, yeah, but they're also not the ones paying for the cleaning, right? So that's the <laughs> other thing. Uh, so yeah. that's an interesting thing to talk about because I we've had a lot of people on the show who do mobile bartending, or do catered events, right? So when for your for when you're just sort of covering the bar, what are you responsible for, like the next day or after the party's over, like as far as cleaning or or removing your shit?
2: So just my area. And I put right. that on the contract. We're just responsible God, for mm-hmm. for cleaning the bar area. I'll, you know, I'll leave it the way I got there. Right. And, and that's it. I think that's the best thing to do. Because then if you try to help out, sometimes, you know how it's helping out, sometimes backfires on you. Oh, fuck or some so right. responsibility comes on you and you're like, yeah, I really don't want any, any responsibility.
1: No, I told, I'll, give, I'll tell you a story on my end. I, we outsource our kitchen at my bars to a catering company. And one of the women who works for that catering company decided, wanted to help us move some furniture one day. And, like, I wasn't there, but they were, like, she insisted. And then she fell and broke her ankle. And it's, like, Damn. It's, it's just a fucking nightmare because, like, oh. whose responsibility is this, mm-hmm. right? Like, she doesn't work mm-hmm. for me, but she was helping at my spot right it's yeah. just a fucking oh yeah so that's smart man keep it yeah. <laughs> keep it that's tight. Terrible. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You,
2: you gotta work harder to for nothing sometimes you know yeah
1: well that's the thing and some of that shit is going to happen no matter what especially when you're in the like in the business of serving alcohol to people right like sometimes the shit's going to happen it's going to come back on you now when you're doing these mobile sites so basically the responsibility i'm assuming yeah, i mean, state law there in California falls on the, the the people hosting the party, not you, right?
2: I mean, I still carry insurance. It could it could come down on me. So that's why sometimes these events are a little nervous and people because it's open bar, you can imagine. Yeah, you know, they they go or because we use plastic cups, they think the drinks are smaller. I mean, there's still nine ounces and ten ounces. Right. They I'm using the same counts as you are. When you go to a restaurant, you get a glass that you know that's one inch of glass. So that's why it looks uh, so much bigger. And it's like they just pounded four drinks in in an hour and they think it's their half size or a quarter size. So they do get hammered and it it does get a little nervous. But, you know, you just tell people, you know, I still got to watch out for my business. I tell the clients, you know, I got to cut off anyone I will. I carry a general liability and liquor liability insurance. Yeah, because most venues will ask you anyways. And it's just better. It's better to do it. Just to be safe.
0: Well, you got to cover your own ass, man. Like, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, hey, speaking of drunk guests, have you had to cut a lot of people off at all at these uh, these events? Or is he trying to kind of just say, hey, man, just take it a little bit easy. Have a have a drink of water. Or what do you
2: I, do? I tell them to take it easy. Never had to. I can't remember cutting anyone off at all. But I just end up pouring like. You know, a two count or something like that, yeah, yeah. and they don't it's even a, realize it. A little splash of booze and yeah. a whole lot of coke. oh
0: yeah. There's
1: a, yeah. every bartender loves the one where you're you just kind of give them a glass of complete alcohol-free liquid and, and yeah, you know you know they're drunk when they don't know the difference, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about uh, these events, um, especially like with uh you know with how much you're serving them. You, at the, towards the party, they just kind of want to drink or or think they're drinking, even with garnishes. You know, after the first. Couple ones they're like, you know what, just give me the drink, or you don't really worry about the presentation or stuff like that.
1: Now, do you guys offer like a list of mocktails as well?
2: No, getting a little bit more. Uh, actually, mocktails are a little more expensive on our end, on my end, yeah, for sure, yeah, because uh, you know, if clients listen to this, when when I charge, uh, hopefully they don't because then the (laughs) secret's out, but uh. When I charge, you know, when I quote, you know, you say I'm taking mixers and, uh, you know, you take sodas, juices and all that. And you don't really use as much as, as you think. Right. You know, it, it's a lot less, but you get to kind of like price it as, as you know, like taking a lot, you know, taking a, what they don't want to take.
1: Right.
2: Then mocktails, you can't do that because you're going to use at least like probably two ounces of some sort of juices, syrups, stuff like that. But if they ask and they say, can we have a mocktails? I'll definitely do it.
1: Right, because I was just thinking, like in California, there's there's a, there's a pretty heavy like non-drinking culture that, of people who would still want to be carrying around a drink at a party. I would imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I've just started to realize that over the last like three months, how yeah. it's you know, a lot of restaurants now even have like a non-alcoholic or mocktail.
1: You have uh, to almost now. We, yeah, like uh, even here in Ontario, it's becoming more and more prevalent. And uh, like the thing is, I just find like you just just like it's different when you're offering this is my rate for the night for an open bar. That's one thing, right? Where it's <laughs> like at a bar, like my bar, like putting a, a list of mocktails together is a good thing. Like mm-hmm. we can charge more for them and they often cost out less. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. People, if yeah. people want to, I used to piss me off. is People coming into the bar and don't want to drink. And now that the mocktail revolution happened, it's like I can sell them a mocktail yeah. instead of like a glass of Pepsi.
2: Where they get 10 <laughs> yeah. refills.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now they're ordering like three mocktails that are like 14, 15 bucks a pop. It's great. I, I'm about yeah. it now. Most yeah, Half the time, I'm like, this is better. Don't drink. I don't have to worry about my liability because you're not getting yeah. drunk and I'm making the same amount of money.
2: But yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that's true. But, but it's true.
1: It it's different for you because you're doing a set price for the whole thing, obviously. So,
2: yeah. But I mean, it's good to know because eventually, it always kind of want your own spot. So it's good to learn and, you know, think about yep. these things beforehand.
1: Yeah. So is that the, sort of the goal in the long run for, for you is to try and maybe open your own place one day?
2: Uh, you know, I, w- I would like to, but I, I'm not sure what I want to play off right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause kind of getting in over this last year that I've gone more into the industry, you kind of know, like there's a lot of routes you could take, you know, you kind of meet some people or you interact more with uh people that are either you know distributors or uh i'm a huge tequila guy Mm -hmm. and you know i'm I'm really into tequila i've met a lot of people that are in the industry and you're just like maybe i want to go that route maybe i just want to focus i feel like the business is always going to be there and i feel like that one is always i have it kind of set i don't have to unless i want to expand like really really uh like a lot but i feel like that would uh, happen organically or i don't know you would know when the time is for that
1: yeah and it's like you you bring up a good point there like especially since the advent of social media and then the way that social media took over during the pandemic there are a litany of new jobs in the service industry now Mm. that like there's so many different ways that you can monetize what used to be the only way you could monetize it was be to open a bar or a restaurant yeah i mean yeah and or work in it
2: yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so even uh I've met tequila owners at the bar top that I would have never, you know, if I didn't get in, if I just was a guy that showed up and made, you know, the vodka soda or the simple kind of like margarita and didn't care about it, uh, about anything else, I wouldn't know he was a tequila owner because I didn't want to interact with him as he was talking about tequila. But because I chose to interact and learn, I met him and, you know, I've met other people that are in the industry and it's always good to, know people because you never know who if they might need a bartender if they might need you or stuff like that
1: right yeah yeah and well i mean the business is about well all business is about connections and networking Mm -hmm. but like it's our business is always been that way but it's become even more so since like there's so much going on over social media with brand ambassadors and like you like if you build up a great social media page of your own personal cocktails next thing you know you can get like brand support, um, you know, it's crazy. It's a, it's amazing just in life in general, but specifically in our industry, it's amazing the different avenues for monetization now.
2: Yeah, I think it was, um, I was listening back to some podcasts of you guys. I think it was with, um, I want to say it was Alex Jump, I think, uh, oh, yeah. from oh, Death yeah. and oh. I think she said something like someone turns 21 every year. So you got all these new people coming in all the time. So it's never going to die or end. It's going to continue to, to grow and grow or the customers will never end. Yeah. Right. There's a new crop every year.
1: Yeah it's, yeah it's true it's true that now it's just like what are they looking for is the key right Because it's the other thing i often worry about him like now that i've moved on to him over the ownership side it's been very much easier for me to turn it over to people who I hire or are talented because like i'm sorry i was a loop of like what the new crop for here it's 19 year olds the new crop and 19 year olds that were coming in and what they're looking to drink right like that like i'm not qualified to make those decisions anymore you know like i'm too far out of the game i'm too old but you, so you sort of have a finite level amount of time then too, where you're kind of like, I don't know what the the age range is, but like I don't know when you you're, when you're ten years older than the people that are the new crop. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is.
2: <laughs> no, even like uh, now you said that the night- not knowing. For example, we have a drink that just came up with. I'm calling it a TikTok drink. At my job, I'm like, we're just trying to target, you know, sure. TikTok or Instagram, and I'm like. I don't think that that's what we should be going for, but, you know, whatever. But I feel like that's what it is now. You just kind of have to try to target through the social networks with everything. And that that's kind of good and bad. And I don't know, but you got to take, take it for what it is.
1: Right, yeah. So like for now, you're happy doing your mobile bartending you're, you like the place you work at when you were reading all these books through the pandemic and coming up with your own craft cocktailing how like do, was there a thought that you would eventually integrate some of your own signature cocktails more into your business or do you find that it's still best to stick with the classics when you're doing the mobile bartending
2: you like for the mobile bartending it's best to stick with uh kind of simpler drinks right. uh, it all depends on the guest guest size for example, the other day I had one that was for 12 people. I got a lot crafter there. You know, you're not going to have a line. You could take your time. You could garnish it nicely. But if you're doing a, a wedding with 200 guests, you know, we have two bars for that. But you still have a line of, you know, 15, 20 people that kind of just want to drink in and out. So you got to kind of right. keep it pretty simple. Not like a, you know, like a bar, not like a club, I mean, but just kind of like a little quicker, a little faster and just keep the line moving because that it could be tough to do like really nice stuff
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no i think you're probably right about that and uh but it'll be interesting like it'll be cool the, the more you sort of develop your own cocktailing skills and like develop your own signature cocktails if you get the smaller parties that's when you're those are going to be nice creative times for you
2: yeah, ideally, what I uh, what I would love to do is uh, smaller, intimate parties, twenty five people, where I could include glassware, yeah. you know, the homemade simple syrups, where uh, I could, or even do. I like to host tequila tastings. I would love to do those kind of more intimate uh, events where you know you could really, you know, let your work shine or you know yeah. impress them with that kind of stuff.
1: Actually, knowing that now that how much you know about tequila, not to plug our own show here, but you should listen to the Miss Agave episode. You would really. I li- did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I
2: did. Good. Yeah. yeah. I, I messaged her. I didn't know her name was Ashley. Yeah. It, 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 I only know her as Miss Agave. Well,
1: yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good well see. see this is a good a good guest alfonso listens to the show actually so yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks man and thanks for reaching out this was a great conversation i know you got to get to work and we appreciate you accommodating us on short notice this is just a a small rant that i'm gonna leave at the end of the show which is that if you're if you want to be on the show, great. We would love to have anybody who wants to be on the show, but don't say you want to be on the show and then ghost us when it's time to <laughs> to actually come for the interview. Like we work hard at this. We're booked like months in advance and it's the schedule. Like we don't we don't have any help. It's just Dan and I doing this. Mm-hmm. Dan does all the producing and engineering. I do all the yapping, but I also book all the guests and it's it's like a full-time second job. So well, you know, if you want to be on the show, we would love to have you. But don't say you want to be on the show and then decide at the last second you don't feel like it anymore because that really fucks us over. But we luckily have great people like Alfonso who came on at a moment's notice to do this show. It was a super great conversation, man. Thanks, for, thanks again. It was great meeting you.
0: And uh, before you go, what's the best way to find you online on your website and Instagram? Yes. Yeah, so on, on
2: Instagram, I'm at, at drinks.with.fons. And then uh, my business website is drinkswithfons.com. Perfect. I'll have links to both of those in the show notes, as always.
1: Drinks with Fons. Great meeting you, Alfonso. Thanks again. We really appreciate you coming on short notice. Have a good shift tonight.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks,
1: man. All right.